The phrase, he leads me, appears twice in Psalm 23. He leads me beside still waters, and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. When Jesus declared, I am the door of the sheep, and I am the good shepherd, he also said, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Taken together, these words leave us with the firm impression that the Good Shepherd assumes the leadership of his sheep. Thus, our response, as the sheep of God's pasture, must be to follow the leader. Choose right now to follow the Good Shepherd. That is the best way to make sure you arrive at the right destination. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Proverbs 14, verse 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is a way to death. Hello, and welcome to this Friday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. My name is Brian. Thanks for stopping by. If the way you thought was right turns out to be wrong, how can you make things right again? You do it by obeying the Holy Spirit. Ron tells you how to do that next as he continues his series, Psalm 23 and Me, Living the Good Life with the Good Shepherd. Stay right here to learn more about walking in the Spirit or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Now with part two of his Something Good Radio message, God Leads Us Along. Here's Dr. Ron Jones. Let me say it this way. If there are paths of righteousness, that must mean there are also paths of unrighteousness. Proverbs 16 and verse 25 even says, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Uh, just the, 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 the notion of paths of righteousness suggests that moral relativism is a lie. It's a lie of the devil. That devil who uh, masquerades as a, as a wolf in shepherd's clothing and he has lied to us and said, no, there is no right and wrong. That's up to you to decide. If there are paths of righteousness, there are also paths of unrighteousness. Uh, the book of Ephesians would tell us that before we became the sheep of God's pasture, through faith alone in Jesus Christ, that we were following the course of this world and under the control of Satan, the devil, who again is that wolf in shepherd's clothing. He was leading us in paths of unrighteousness. But God put us on a new course, Paul writes to the Ephesians. And though we were dead in our trespasses and sins, and he made us alive together with Christ, who is our good shepherd, and who is committed to leading us in the right path. In his famous Sermon on the Mount, Jesus clearly stated that there are only two paths to follow in life. A narrow path that leads to life and a broad path, a wide path, he says, that leads to destruction. The narrow path, he says, is hard and few find it. Uh, Philip Keller was right. There, there, there are very few people who call themselves Christians who are willing to forsake all and follow the master and follow the good shepherd. 
But likewise, the wide path, Jesus said, is easy, and those who enter by it are many. And so following the large cultural crowd, you know, everybody's doing it kind of thing is not the way to find the paths of righteousness, the right paths that will carve out the right ruts in our lives. Jesus also said without apology or without hesitation, I am the way. (laughs) I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. As simple as it sounds, following Jesus will put you on the right path. What kind of a follower are you? Are you a good follower of his? Now, you may be thinking, yeah, I'm not so sure that's the best thing for my life to follow paths of righteousness, whatever those are. Well, that wasn't the case with King David. King David was fully convinced that the paths of righteousness uh, were the best and the wisest and most profitable for him. Uh, Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11, he said, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. And then Solomon, uh, wise Solomon, wrote in Proverbs 12 and verse 28, In the path of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. One more, Proverbs 4 and verse 18, But the path of righteousness, I love this, it's like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. There is nothing more profitable for us as the sheep of his good pasture to follow the leader as he leads us in all the right pathways. All the right pathways. Now, how does he do this? How does our good shepherd lead us in the paths of righteousness? And why does he do this? Let's uh, spend the rest of our time answering these two questions. Uh, first, the how question. And, and there, there are two ways to answer that, of how he leads us in paths of righteousness. First, he leads us in paths of righteousness by his word, this book we call uh, the Bible. David again writes in Psalm 119 and verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then a little bit earlier in that same chapter, Psalm 119 and verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to thy word? By the way, Psalm 119 is the largest uh, chapter uh, in the Bible. It's 176 verses, 175 of which mention the word of God. And uh, in there, David says, oh, how I love thy law. And at that time, David only had, you know, the law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And that's where I say David was even saying, oh, how I love Leviticus. Remember that one? I love Leviticus. Yeah. But he found it as uh, uh, the roadmap to the road trip of life. In there, he found the paths of righteousness. And um, it's important for us to, uh, to get into God's word. There's much to read and study and memorize and meditate upon God's word. It's always a worthwhile adventure. Through his word, listen to this, God renews our mind. He shapes our thinking. He provides direction for life's journey. He carves the right neurological ruts in our brain. And if you're not saturating your mind with the word of God, if you're not reading the road map, Every day, you're not not feeding your mind with the right information. 
you don't know how to discern them between the paths of righteousness and the paths of unrighteousness. God leads us through his word. You can't successfully navigate your way through the Christian life and never read the Bible on your own. It's just not possible. That's like setting out on a journey across the country and you say, ah, I don't need a map. I don't need a GPS, but I've never been here before. We'll just kind of figure out the way we're going. This is north, right? I don't know. It could be south, east or west. You, you, you got to be a student of God's word, reading it and in it for yourself as well as under the teaching of God's word. But God's leading does not happen automatically. You know, just because we read his word, we must read God's word coupled with prayer. And again, this is uh, what David did. Psalm chapter 5 and verse 8. This is, this is a prayer he's praying. Lead me, O Lord. Lead me. Anybody need the Lord's leadership today? You know, you're facing some decision, some directional, you know, do I go this way or that way? David prayed, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness, in the right path. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Make me know thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. For thee I wait all the day long. So he leads us in the paths of righteousness by his word. But there's a second way he leads us. And that is by his spirit. Romans 8 and verse 14 says, All who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. This is one of the, uh, uh, the hallmarks of a child of God, that you're led by the Spirit of God. Think of it this way. Externally, God's Word leads us in the paths of righteousness. The Bible, again, is like a road map for the road trip of life. But God also gives us, as believers in Jesus Christ... An internal GPS called the Holy Spirit. He comes to live inside of you at the moment of salvation. You have that GPS installed in your, your system. I remember years ago when Catherine and I were looking for a new car. And uh, this was going to be her car to drive. And, and, and I remember her saying, I don't want one of those GPS systems in there. I couldn't find one you know, that didn't have a GPS system. Today we can't even imagine now... Riding in a car without a GPS installed in the dash or maybe in our phone to guide us. I, I don't know how we did it before. You know? <laughs> I guess we had maps and, you know, I didn't know which was north, south, east, or west. I don't read a map very well, but I can listen to a GPS. Well, God has given to us his Holy Spirit. And believer in Jesus Christ, child of God, sheep of his pasture, you have the Holy Spirit. You got him at the moment of salvation, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he has you. Now, positively, the Bible tells us, I'm in Galatians 5 in my mind right now, to walk by the Spirit, to live by the Spirit, to keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, turn on the GPS, dial in the coordinates, and follow the lead. Or, negatively, the Bible says to the believer in Jesus Christ, do not quench the Spirit. Do not grieve the Spirit. By analogy, that's like, you know, turning the off button on your GPS, just ignoring that it's there, thinking you can lead yourself into territory you've never been to before. 
Dr. Ron Jones will be right back with the second half of today's message, God Leads Us Along. Stop by somethinggoodradio.org anytime to find out more about the ministry, to ask our ministry team to pray for you, or to order selected resources from our online store. Here's something else for you. Today, Ron wants to bless you with a great resource that goes along with the series we aired earlier this year, Route 66, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. He has written two beautifully designed editions that cover the Old and New Testament. And both volumes can be yours today for your gift of $50 or more. That's volumes one and two of Ron's book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible. For more information or to make a donation online, visit somethinggoodradio.org. Give over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. Now let's get you back to the rest of today's message, God Leads Us Along. Here once again is Dr. Ron Jones. Now the unbeliever does not have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't have that internal GPS. The unbeliever should never uh, think that the Holy Spirit is going to lead him or her in the everyday decisions of life. It doesn't possess that, okay? Uh, the, the, the leadership that the Holy Spirit will give to the unbeliever is a pathway straight to the cross of Jesus Christ. That's where you need to go first. Place your faith and trust in Him. You receive the Holy Spirit as a gift of God. Now he will lead you in paths of righteousness by his word, by his Holy Spirit. And by the way, the Holy Spirit will never lead you in a way that's contrary to the word of God and vice versa. They're in perfect harmony with one another, always leading us in paths of righteousness. Paths of righteousness. That brings us now to the last phrase. He leads me. Are you a good follower? Are you a disciple of Jesus? Are you learning to follow him? He leads me in paths of righteousness. Okay, I don't care what the culture says about right and wrong. There are paths of righteousness. There are paths of unrighteousness. You may have wandered away and found yourself in a cast position in a thicket of trouble because you followed your own leadership down a pathway of unrighteousness. Your good shepherd didn't lead you there. You got, yourself, you got yourself there yourself, all right? We always do. But he leads us in paths of righteousness. But here's why he does this. Very interesting. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Now say these last four words. For his name's sake. For his name's sake. The primary reason, the primary motivation, our good shepherd assumes the leadership of his sheep, steps into that role as uh, surely as he does, is to protect his own good reputation. Oh yeah, it's for our benefit. We're blessed by it. Glad to have our good shepherd leading us. But it's all about his name and his reputation. I recently heard a um, respected United States military veteran say something that we kind of all know, but it, it was just a good reminder. He says, nobody joins the military to make a name for themselves. For those of you who are active service members uh, or, or uh, retired military, 
You know, that rings true. No, nobody joins the military to make a name for themselves. They join the military to be part of something larger than themselves, right? And it's all about the flag. It's all about the flag. Likewise, nobody follows Jesus to make a name for himself. That's just incongruent with uh, biblical Christianity and discipleship and all of that. We follow Jesus to make his name greater and to reflect positively on his reputation. This is why John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, saw Jesus for who he was. He says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And when all the people were fawning all over John, oh, John, you're the man, you're the dude, you're looking pretty Messiah-like today, John. John says, no, he must increase, I must decrease. I'm not even worthy to tie his, you know, the strings on his sandals. John had it right. It's for his name's sake. Reminds me of what the Lord said through the prophet Malachi. The 39th book in the Bible, chapter 1 and verse 11. For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense will be offered to my name and a pure offering. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. And he's willing to lead us. We who... <laughs> have a tendency to wander off in our own direction. Those, you know, we're leaderless. We don't lead ourselves very well. He's willing to lead us in paths of righteousness. Stay close to him. Follow the leader. And remember, it's always about him. And his name the name that is above all names, the name to which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And however we follow him, he must increase and I must decrease. I must decrease. We're here to enhance the Lord's reputation when we follow his lead, to show forth his goodness and glory in our lives. But sometimes, uh, by the way we choose not to lead or because we've wandered off into some path of unrighteousness, we give God's name a black eye. And um, all the while, we're claiming to be one of his sheep. Now, he loves his sheep. He goes after his wayward sheep. We learned that last week. He restores our soul. But always with the idea, follow me. Don't take your eyes off of me. And I'll never disappoint you. I'll never lead you down a path that is bad for you or destroys you. But as you follow me, remember, it's all about my name and my reputation. The best way to make God's name great is to love and follow Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when we do, God will lead us along and never leave us stuck in a rut, not a bad rut. He'll carve new pathways for us that are paths of righteousness. Trust him to do that. Trust him enough to follow his lead and distrust at some level your own leadership. 
unless you're being led by the Spirit and walk by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. Uh, the lyrics to an old hymn said, In shady green pastures so rich and so sweet, God leads his dear children along. Where the water's cool flow bathes the weary one's feet, God leads his dear children along. And thank God that he does. Amen. Thanks so much for being with us for today's Something Good radio message. God leads us along. Dr. Ron Jones has joined me here in studio and great message today, Pastor. And today I'd like to do something that I've done before during these question and answer sessions. It's simply this. Rather than ask you something specific, I'd like to see if there's anything you want to add or expound upon from today's teaching. There actually is something, Brian. I, I want to pick up on what I said just moments ago, and I'll start with these four important words. It's not about you. Now, when I say you, I, I mean to include me. I mean you, Brian, and all the other yous out there listening to the broadcast. It's not about you. Everything in this world is about Jesus. Everything in every world, uh, both now and for all eternity, is about him. His glory, his honor, his name, his reputation. It's about him. I mentioned John the Baptist, but there are so many others who understood this concept. Old Testament heroes, New Testament heroes. Brian, you know, want to know what's, what's fascinating? The people in Scripture who really made a name for themselves were the ones who never tried to make a name for themselves. Uh, take Gideon, for example. He was minding his own business, uh, threshing wheat in a wine press. I never would have dreamt of going to war if God hadn't tracked him down and asked him to. And when it was all over, Gideon knew exactly who defeated the Midianites, and it wasn't Gideon or any of his 300 men. Then there's David, young, teenage, uh, too young to go to war, David. The only reason he volunteered to fight Goliath is because no one else would do it. And when he got in front of the Philistine, he said, This day, the Lord is going to deliver you up into my hands. Even then, David knew who was going to be doing the killing that day. You get the idea, Brian? The list goes on and on, plenty of names we know, but as wonderful as those stories are and as much uh, name recognition as these heroes of the faith now have, it was and still is all about Jesus. It's all about the name of God. So my hope today is that we will begin, if we haven't already, to lower ourselves and lift him up. Let God be glorified and let us be satisfied. He must increase, we must decrease, because why, Brian? Because, well, it's all about him, right? It's all about him. That's Dr. Ron Jones with some great final thoughts from today's message, God Will Lead Us Along. Ron, before we wrap it up for the day, how about giving us a quick glimpse at your next message when you move ahead in this series on Psalm 23? Well, Brian, the portion of Psalm 23 we covered over the past couple of days is based on the second half of verse 3. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. I mean, there, there it is, uh, God leading you down the exact right path. And if you're following him down the right path, you can't go wrong, right? Uh, but guess what comes next? You guessed it, verse 4. And here's what verse 4 says. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I don't know about you, but I find this uh, fascinating, if not a bit daunting. 
and I want to cover this uh, sharp turn of events over the next couple of days. Uh, just keep this in mind, and in the meantime, uh, just remember God is up to something good, even when it doesn't seem like that. Let me go back and redo part of that. And here's what verse 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I don't know about you, Brian, but I find this uh, fascinating, and I, I want to cover this sharp turn of events over the next couple of days. But just keep in mind in the meantime, God is up to something good, even when it doesn't seem like he is. Really looking forward to that one, Pastor. That's next time in Dr. Ron Jones' message, Through It All. Join us then for Something Good for Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio. I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for listening.